Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today it's everyone's favorite. It's back. We're doing it again. I know everyone's super excited. We're talking about the premiere of season two of the Scream TV show, which is called I Know What You Did Last Summer. It was a prank! And I'm joined by our Scream TV show correspondent, Jacob Colness. Jacob, how you doing? I'm just happy to know that we are, what, more than a third of the way done? Um, the, the whole show at me, this let point. Me, let me see. Let's let's check how many episodes we got. Because left. we have completed a season. There are two okay. seasons left. One season being abbreviated. So there are thirteen episodes left of season two. There's yes. fourteen total, and then there's six of season three. Wait, there's fourteen. Yep, I miscounted. I thought there was thirteen. There's fourteen. Oh, there's fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. That's too much. Okay, so here's the thing. Season two is a little interesting. So really, season two is just twelve episodes. Then there's the Halloween special, which is kind of separate. It's still in the same continuity, but it's almost like two seasons and a TV movie. You know how back in the day, TV shows, the ones that would run on cable television or network television, would air in September through May, so they would have to fill a 22-episode order. Yes. And there were some shows that just, like, obviously there's some of the greatest shows of all time, and then there are some shows that just went on too long with their seasons with their episodes and you could tell that there were filler episodes that they would slow down plots and episodes just to kind of keep it going they'd fill it with a bunch of stuff that didn't really matter yeah that's what i mean i'm glad that we're in this era of tv right now where 10 seems to be in the max yes for for most shows and like if you're lucky or depending on the show it's like eight or seven or something like that. Like, and, and we're in this like era where the mini series is kind of taken over t- the pop culture television phenomenon, whatever. And so a lot of those episodes end up being like six to eight episodes. So you don't have to be so dedicated to an entire season of TV yes. that feels like it lasts an eternity. And, you know, it, when back in the day, I was a huge Lost fan and I still am. But like when I was cruising through Lost, I didn't notice the, the 22 episode or so arc. Of, of a season because I was just so invested. But then looking back, you're like, that season could have been shorter, yes. you know? And which is funny because it was a season like five or whatever. It was during the writer's strike season four, yep. season four during the writer's strike. And we all thought that back in the day that that season too was too short. Yeah. And so what I'm bringing this back to is that there was, you know, there's Riverdale has been on for what, seven, eight, nine seasons now at this point. I have no idea. It, is, it has been on for a long time. Has it been that long? And I think they just ended. But Riverdale, the first season was like 12 episodes, 13 episodes. And it felt like it stretched its plot all the way to the end. And I had fun with that, like drunk fun with that show. <laughs> but like I was optimistic about like, you know what? Maybe I could watch a season two. And then I saw that season two was 22 episodes long. And I said, hell no, I'm out. Not even going to bother. <laughs> and Scream feels like they can only contain a story for so many episodes as we just went through you know scream season one was third 10 episodes 10 episodes so this one is 10 episodes where it felt like they had to add plots 
to keep the story going so that they could fill their 10 episode order because yep. MTV ordered 10. a certain amount of episodes. And so the TV staff of writers has to go through and individually plot out, fraction out what happens in what episode mm-hmm. so that they have a whole season that doesn't waste time or whatever. When you tell me that there are more episodes this season, yep. it does not give me hope, even though I know that we're in for a possibly an improved it, It's more season. fun. It's more fun. Right. It's not it's just it's bad writing, but it's, it's just fun. once you know we went through this one episode, I feel like you know, enough happened for a first episode. It didn't feel like it dragged or anything. Once it got to the end, I was like, "Oh, that was the episode." You know, it's yep. 40 minutes and we got through it. But like 13 more of these. So like, so, so could, could just cuz this is what threw me off too. This season, I know it's a 14 episode season. This is really a 12 episode season, episode 13 and 14. Treat it like a Halloween special, like a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. That's kind of what that how, is. How much, and without giving anything away, of course, um, how much does it deviate from what's going on? Like, does it does it pause the story? No. So see, okay, episode 12 of this, this is basically the season finale that wraps up this season. Yeah. And then it's almost season 2.5. That That is a separate story. Okay. With these characters, but it is it, it's almost like a mini season three. Um, okay, so that, that's kind separate. of their last hurrah. Yeah, essentially, because yeah, this like is the, their last. It's kind of like the movie finale, basically. And I, and I will say, when I was watching this premiere episode and thinking to myself that it's just this season, and the next season's a new cast. Yes, that, season three is separate. That this should feel like we're gonna miss these guys when 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 it all is said and done, like. No, absolutely nope. not. No, I, I'm watching this cast. And I'm like, I can't wait to move on. Can't wait to watch you all die. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, you know, with season one, they just never really, like outside of a few minor supporting characters, we never really got to see anyone major, you know, get stabbed or get killed. The only one was Will last season. The yeah, only it, was, it was, was just Will. Will, but like Will isn't a character that you want to spend another season with no. anyway. Like if they were to kill Noah or Audrey or whatever the season like in the middle of the season or whatever that's where that's where things like plot elements that's where it would really come together for me but I don't trust them that they're going to do that I'm sure more characters in this main cast will die and we have some new main cast members too and there are some new main cast members of course but like I don't trust that they are going to I feel like they're just going to continue to play it safe for the most part and it's going to be a little bit of a drag, but I'm going to go through, you know, obviously I'm committed to this. Yeah, you are. So <sighs> season two premiere. It, it, yeah, it, it's we'll, we'll be in for we'll be in for a time. I know everyone's super excited. This is definitely the most popular series we do on here, but it was the most requested. <laughs> you know, you don't always have to listen to your fans. That's true. I don't always have to. So just remember, everybody, sometimes you do get what you asked for. <laughs> so those of you out there who did request this series. I hope you're happy. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, filthy animals. All right, so the point of this podcast is we are trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies and horror TV shows. So we're going to be going through the plot of this episode beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our current list of 61 rules, which you can check out on our Twitter account, at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror. We will be spoiling this episode, but we will not be spoiling the whole season. We'll be doing this episode by episode, so we won't spoil who the killer or killers are. Are. But yes, uh, episode one, I know what you did last summer, which aired on May 30th, 2016. Jacob, are you ready to jump into this? I am. May 30th, 2016. That was like two weeks after I graduated college. Yep. That was a that was a time. Yep, that was just after graduation. I think I wow. just 
moved back to Fargo after I moved away for like three days and because I got a job up here. With this show in particular, I like to place myself yep. timeline-wise just because where would I have been if I were actually watching this show? Yeah. <laughs> would my life have drastically <laughs> changed if I were watching this show in May of 2016? That's a, that is a great question. All right. Spoiler alert. Let's do this thing. The TV show begins with a movie. Because the opening is this, this shitty slasher knockoff. Uh, and they're doing like an homage to Scream 2. Season 2 of Scream begins in a movie theater. Scream 2 begins in a movie theater. Yep. Which, that's great. They're watching some terrible slasher movie. Audrey works at the movie theater. So three months-ish have passed since the, the end of the last season. So that should put it in like February, March of that year. In Colorado, there'd still be snow. This is bullshit. It's almost yeah. like they filmed in Louisiana. Hmm. But yeah, so Audrey works at a movie theater. And, you know, you're the perfect person to have on this podcast because you used to work at a movie theater. Yeah, she seems to be working in a one-screener. So, you know, for me, I worked in a multiplex. And there would always be at least two people by the end of the night. Okay. And with her with a one-screen, it's believable that she would be working by herself although there's a lot of things to do there's a lot of things to do and she's probably going to be there for the next like two and a half to three hours dang that late huh well you know she got to clean the theater turn off the projectors turn off the lights lock the doors do inventory yeah clean the bathrooms like there's a lot of things because then once you open up you know you got to make sure everything's all clean and ready for the next next day next showing sure uh, well, she's working at the theater. She gets a phone call from Noah. She I, should not be taking it. She's working. Yeah, but she might be the only employee on duty. So That's true, but there's probably cameras. Could be. <laughs> so this is Emma's coming home party. So it turns out right after the incident, the first season, when she went back to school, Emma had like a panic attack meltdown in the middle of school. And she has been away for three months. Yeah, I wish we could have seen that instead of them just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I don't know if they'll show it over, but they'll talk. I believe they do talk about it more about what she did mm-hmm. while she was gone. But yeah, we do, we're going to get a flashback later on this episode showing Emma just having a freak out in the middle of school. So she's been gone for three months. Tonight is her coming home party. And so they are going, the Kieran's having that at his house. So Emma and Noah are planning on going as part of the new group, the Lakewood Six. As our main cast is called uh, after surviving the last season, Kieran, Emma, Noah, Audrey, Jake, and Brooke. They are the Lakewood Six. Noah has taken over <laughs> Killer Piper Shaw's podcast. He has renamed it. It's called The Morgue now, and he's just kind of taken all of her listeners. And Like, okay, and we had talked about this uh, in the last episode about him taking over her podcast and the ethics behind that. And they address it here in in a sense yep. where, where he, he acknowledges that he... Stole her fan base. Yeah, basically. Just, but, like, doesn't ever say how or, like, why or... No. It just... It is just a thing that they just do in this show. And the podcast has become just basically focused on the Lakewood killer, talking to, like, the survivors and other people involved. And Noah has not given up on his belief that there is an accomplice out there somewhere. And he's right. There is obviously a second person. They should all know that there's a second killer. Noah is the only one who's seeing things clearly. He knows there is still a potential horror movie going on. Mm -hmm. So rule one, you got to know you're in a horror movie to survive one. Noah does know. Maybe he'll win a Randy Meeks merit badge this season. He's in need of one. Yeah, he's zero yet. 
so they're going to go to the party after Audrey's done with her shift. Audrey starts getting weird text messages as she's closing up, locks the door from an unknown number. And then we run into a girl named Haley. Haley's leaving the movie theater. She goes to school with Audrey and she's like, oh, hey, you're the girl who killed Piper Shaw. Can right. I get a photo with you? And there seems to be some kind of like flirtation a little bit yeah, in little terms bit. of like getting Audrey to kind of like loosen up and be like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll take a picture with you. Like, yeah, that's fine. And... It's all a, a move, so the shadowy figure in the background can steal the keys. Right. And then we get, you know, she's like, oh, I lost the keys. I'll, here, I'll, just, I'll lay out the, the, I already locked the front door. I'll lay out the back door. Cool. They're walking through the theater. The lights go out. The projector turns on. Audrey, you are in a horror movie. And I'm just going to say, unless you've worked at a movie theater, you're not going to know how to do any of this shit. <laughs> you're not going to know where the light switches are. You're not going to know which buttons are what on the projectors. These people that have constructed this plan to attack Audrey in this state had to have like actually worked at a movie theater at this specific movie theater <laughs> or they're just like betting their luck yeah just to get everything right because this is this is a little too they're they're getting everything a little too right yeah. as people who are just you know randoms and it's also as we'll talk about it it's a horrendous plan yes yes it absolutely is it, it's hilarious it actually makes me laugh i like this part of the episode a lot this episode's fine i like the payoff yeah it's a fun payoff. i like the payoff of it but i i think that the 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 entire setup of of whatever is going on here it takes a lot of brain to like understand who would ever think it's of a doing big this brain move yeah so it ends up being uh, the, the killer dressed as brandon james the brand wearing the brandon james mask from last season chases audrey around the building Haley is mysteriously disappeared only to reappear and get stabbed by the killer and apparently killed so audrey sprays the killer with a fire extinguisher rule five lock and load mm-hmm. and then they have like a collection of horror memorabilia and so she breaks open the glass and grabs like a shank, I don't really know, or trowel, I don't really know what this is, and stabs the killer in the chest. Mm-hmm. Only for this to be real, this is just a big prank. It was just a prank, bro. And Haley and this un- unnamed guy, he does this character doesn't have a name, dressed as the killer, were just trying to prank Audrey. See, we saw pranks, prank killing, killer attacks. Yep, last in, season. In, well, in the first movie. In the first movie, yeah. Obviously, the kid gets expelled in the in the first movie. For, almost expelled. Almost expelled. But probably should have been expelled. Like that's a really stupid, shitty thing yeah. to do. Obviously, and here even more so because they are physically attacking yeah. her. Like they are actually attacking. This is her. actually assault. This is assault. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this isn't just chasing. It's not just putting on a mask and scaring and spooking. No, this is actually they they are putting their hands on her. Rule four: Don't be a menace. Don't pr- I, this this podcast. I've, I've said it before. I said again. This podcast is an anti-prank podcast. I don't believe in pranks. The only okay prank is the one where everyone involved is laughing at the end. Everyone. Other yeah, like that, a, like a, like a prank in Jackass would be. Yeah, would everyone be has acceptable. to be involved on it. That's fine. Even punked is on thin ice. Punked is on, yeah. I think punked is too far. I I, I am an anti-pranker mm-hmm. uh, in every way, shape, and form, pretty much. So this is a bunch of bullshit. And then so she stabs him in the chest. Luckily, he was wearing a, a camera to film all this, and she hit his camera strap instead of anything vital, so it wasn't a, a serious injury. Rule 32, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, you mm-hmm. stupid son of a bitch. These two are huge fucking morons, uh, and the the one guy is lucky to be alive. Haley was in on it, and then this unnamed asshole is lucky to, to survive this. Right. We never see him again, I, I don't believe. I think he's done from is the she, show. Does she come she back? She comes back, Okay, because she, she goes to their high school. 
What great stupid assholes. Hopefully she has a court date coming up soon. <laughs> so, okay, horror movies over. This wasn't actually a horror movie, but I don't blame Audrey at all for believing it was. This oh, is no. This response. Is, this is good. And, and you know, obviously the at the end of this scene, we get the cop. Yep. Uh, we get a new new sheriff. A new sheriff with a new son. Uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes for these guys. Yeah. Sheriff Miguel Acosta, I believe, mm-hmm. is his name. He's originally from Lakewood, but he's moved back to take the sheriff role here. Seems like a pretty good cop in this episode. We only get like two scenes with him, but he seems pretty good. Yeah, no, I mean, he literally tells them that that is self-defense. That is assault. I'm going to go with the self-defense. Yep. Now you better <laughs> drop this that, and walk away the, or she could see you. That was my biggest head nod this entire episode. Even, even, even more so than what happens at the very end, but like... Uh, that was like, yeah, I, I'm glad that the show is acknowledging when people are absolute morons. Yep. It was nice. It was a nice, nice. Sometimes, like, sometimes in this show, people will do really dumb things and no one acknowledges it. Yep. This is the one time. So we're going to cut to Kieran's house where he lives by himself since his dad got murdered last season. Jake, Brooke, Kieran all there. Jake and Brooke are dating now secretly because jake did the whole blackmailing her dad thing so he's not a big fan of jake but they are dating kieran mm-hmm. and emma broke up once she went away so they're not together they um, took a break they're on a break they took a break pivot <laughs> no and audrey are here and then emma arrives and emma's like hey let's just treat this as normal nothing happened mm-hmm. let's bury this all deep down inside and never talk about it again where is emma's mom in this episode she only appeared in one scene yeah i noticed that and then i and then just never again. Yeah, when we get to her, we'll bring her up. But yeah, she's just got a Maggie. She's got a quick appearance. She's still a yeah. main character. She's just got yeah. one scene. Noah asks Emma to be on his podcast, and she's like, "No, I don't want to talk about any of this shit." And also, I've never listened to your podcast. And I'm just like, "Oh, wow!" All my friends probably. Secretly. Yeah. And uh, Noah, I hate to say this, but you are being dangerously close to being exploitative. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of, no, of your friends. No, that's the shitty thing to do. It's uh, yeah. If if your biggest like ask for someone who just came back from like a mental health period who just needs to have her friends be by her side, the first question that you ask shouldn't be, Can you be on my podcast? Yep. Yep. That's not great. <laughs> that's not even like a rule break here. That's just like that's a friend. Yeah, be a good friend. Yeah, that's like a friend rule. No, be a good friend. This is not okay. How to survive. How to a survive how to, how to how to make yeah. friends. <laughs> How to yep. keep friends. Audrey's going to leave the party. When she's in the car, she gets a call from the killer and accuses her of murder. Audrey, rule one, you, you, this weird, you've been getting these weird texts. There might be an accomplice out there, and they know your secret. That's the big thing is Audrey has the secret. We saw her burning crap in the last season. What is her secret? Somebody knows it. Who is also probably a killer. Yeah, potentially. I mean, anybody could be threatening her. Sure. It doesn't even have to be. The killer it could be someone who is actually anti-killer. Yeah. Who thinks that she is yeah. actually actively point. the killer. I, obviously, I think that Audrey is is not a secondary yeah. killer. I, I, I've ruled her out before. I've ruled her out again. And the show set up her potential darkness at the end of season one. And then we're carrying that over into season two. We sympathize with her because she's, you know, in a, in a really shitty position where she made a really big mistake yep and now she's paying for it she's not the killer no. like <laughs> and i think the episode makes it pretty clear like yeah, yeah audrey's the, not the killer yeah no we, we we know yeah but we also don't know if the person that is contacting her is the killer right 
We do. We can assume because we can assume because doing the ghost face voice. Yeah, it's doing the ghost face voice, and it is like the MTV scream formula. But like, yeah, technically we don't. I don't want to make that a an an assumption. Sure. Yet, Audrey's just gonna hang up the phone. (laughs) We love to see it. Mm -hmm. So Noah looks at the comment section and realizes Haley and that other guy. Don't look at the comments. Don't look at the comment section. Uh, were are two of his listeners in the podcast. And there was actually a third person who, like, suggested the whole thing, the whole prank on Audrey. But that person didn't show up, it seems. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and later on, he's going to figure out that, like, oh, this person and the person texting you, Audrey, are the same person. And it might be the accomplice we've been looking for. Ooh. He also has a murder board set up now, which you talked about yeah. sometime last season. You always, yeah, the, the Charlie Day uh, meme with the, the, yep. the suspect board. Yep. With all the the red string that's yep. like tacked to every individual photograph, you love to see it, and I wish I saw it more. I love to see it, but I love to see it when they actually show it to us instead of just kind of having it off to the side. Because I noticed it at the beginning of this episode because there was like a a shot of Noah podcasting yeah. or whatever, and you kind of see it in the background, and then we revisit it, yeah, and we still don't get like a good view of it. Like I wish that there was a, a still frame photo so that I could just sit there and examine yeah, exactly yeah. W- like what, what's on there, what leads to what and where. And I believe there's we do clues, see it again. Like, I believe we get more of the murder board. Okay. Like, you know, when they do viral when back in the day when they used to do viral campaigns for movies, like before they come out and you get all these like pictures of things that were a little obscure, but they actually meant something in the movie. Yeah. Like Cloverfield. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, imagine, like, pre-season two Scream that they did, like, a viral campaign and they showed the murder board and you're like, okay. <laughs> that would have been cool. I don't think anyone cared enough. Uh, it's just too bad. Missed opportunity. If this, well, if the, if the first season was good. Yep, exactly. And was a hit and worked and season two was, like, a hyped show, yeah. like a hype season. Like, hell yeah, what's going to happen? And it wasn't two? on MTV. It was on something else like or a, whatever. a good channel. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been my... Like, if I ran yeah. Scream, that would be fun. Viral campaign. All right, we got to do a new Scream show. We're going to do it right this time. Yep. Jake and Brooke, they break into the school pool to have a nice make-out sesh. And Jake's like, hey, I want to, like, not be a secret fling anymore. Why do you, like, keep me a secret? It's like with Mr. Branson. You, like, keep him a secret, too. And she's like, you're a dick. I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> I would say quick. if you're in this show and you're dating Brooke, <laughs> like, you, what might happen to you might not be so, like... She seems to be attracting people that die, that die, or horrible things happen. Yeah. So they end up breaking up. She's toxic, is what I'm saying. Is she the toxic one, or she attract toxic people? Well, I think it works both ways okay. in her in her case. It could be. Emma ends up staying at Kieran's. They kiss, but when they try to stick it further, I think Kieran actually brushes up against her like bullet wound, and so she has some like PTSD, and she's like, you know what? Let's not. Let's just sleep. And she ends up having a dream about a barn on a pig farm. And she see, in her dream, she sees a little girl going to a barn and starts playing with, like, pig intestines, which is hilarious. <laughs> I love that. You know what I really love are convenient dreams for yep. plot's sake. Well, it, what's funny is that they almost, like, wink at that in this episode because we're going to go to school. And we, instead of English class with Mr. Branson, we have psychology class with Mrs. Lang, Miss mm. Lang. And it's uh, they they just talk about dream analysis and how important dreams are in horror movies. See, and I was a little confused too with this sequence because I am I like not connecting dots here. Like this wasn't the barn from season one. 
Was there a barn in season one? Yeah, where Will got murdered. Oh yeah, no, no, it was not. That's that was Will's property. Yeah, that's yeah. why when she had the dream and it was in a barn, I assumed that that was she was just having a dream of Will's. her being back. And then, like, of course, how Will died was so yeah. gruesome that like her being a child. That's playing a fair with guts. jump to make, actually. So later on, when they referenced the barn, I'm like, wait, wh- was what is barn? what is the deal with this barn? And I guess it's not the barn. That's like the big first mystery of the season kind of is like what is the deal with this bar but you know it is a small town yeah where there are probably lots of families and kids with with barns barns. yep so in the the middle of the night jake goes to i don't know what this is like a construction site but there isn't anything being built there's just like a gate up and like a little one of those like um little trailers that construction sites where the architects hang out Mm mm-hmm so he goes in, he breaks into this area, and he's carrying a gas can with him. So he's up to no good. Rule four, don't be a menace, Jake. He'll, he's, he, he would never learn. No, this no, is, God, no. He's not, he's not intentionally breaking these rules. These, this is just him being, being himself. This is just real Jake move right yeah. here. He's going to step into a bear trap. Ah, he's got in a bear trap. An actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf oh is going to show up and knock him out with a baseball bat. Uh, it, it's the killer. The killer knocks him out with a baseball bat. Can you imagine, though, if it wasn't just one bear trap, if, like, he just kept stepping in more bear traps? God, that's a fun one. Like, oh, no, two bear traps, five bear traps. Missed opportunity. I wanted to see more violence come to Jake. I mean, he's going to get fucked up in this episode. Yeah, but it's going to be quick. I want it to go on a long time. We get the brief scene with Emma and her mom, Maggie, and really, the only Emma is distant from Maggie now. She's just kind of like pulling away from her mm-hmm. for, for some reason. We don't get into it at all in this episode. But we're going to go to school. We meet some new characters. We get new cast members. So first we meet Zoe, who is smart girl in class. Mm-hmm. Emma's going to end up asking her, like, hey, can you help me catch up on my, on my homework? You, like, don't really care about this whole, like, Brandon James bullshit. So I would like to talk to you and, like, you can help me. And she's like, yeah, sure. Why not? So that's Zoe. We have Miss Lang, who I mentioned earlier, is the new uh, psych teacher. She ends up giving Emma her number, like, hey, in case you want to talk kind of thing. And then we have Gustavo, who is the sheriff's son. Brooke calls him a creep at one point. He doesn't get much to do in this episode, but he is drawing a bloody picture of Emma on his computer. So he's kind of a weirdo. And he talks to Noah about horror comic books at one point. Yeah, he gets along with Noah in a way that it was was also... In the same way I said that, you know, there was the little flirtatious going on at the beginning yeah. of the episode. It felt flirtatious here, too. <laughs> I'm not putting any weight on that. I'm just saying that, like, it seemed like Noah was finally meeting somebody that was just like him, and he didn't know how to handle it. Last season, the whole time, we were just we were pushing for Will and Jake to finally kiss, and now it's yeah. Noah and Gustavo. Just kiss. Yeah. You know, and even Audrey and Emma hold hands at one point. I'm just like, just kiss. <laughs> So Emma and Kieran are a little distant because, you know, I think Kieran wanted to, like, get back together now that Emma's back in town, but that didn't happen. But they're going to end up kissing later on in the episode. So who cares? Uh, Romance, romance, romance. Audrey gets some more of these threatening text messages, and she tells Noah about it. And he's like, hey, let's go to the cops. They go to the cops. They immediately tell the sheriff. It's like, yes! Where was this all last season? Thank you, Noah. Well, they learned. Now, the reason Audrey doesn't want to go to the cops is because she has... The Evidence. secret. Yeah. And she doesn't want to get it exposed. So that, that's why Audrey's so resistant. So it, it's almost like, it's not like Audrey doesn't think she's in a horror movie. She's just trying to protect herself 
from being like implicated. So I guess that that is a rule uh, we have talked about. Rule sixty is keep yourself out of jail. But we also have to remember that is a secondary rule. You know, survival comes first. Keep yourself out of jail. That comes later. So you gotta like really sort out what you want to do. You gotta focus on survival, and then so maybe she should have just come clean to the sheriff. Yeah, it. I mean, it it kind of depends yeah. on on like how bad her case is because if she did come clean and then they did investigate and she couldn't get out of whatever evidence was there even if she wasn't the killer Mm -hmm. she she, she's potentially sparing herself she's at least pausing investigation on her which would allow them a little bit more time by the time to actually solve the the real mystery So so she could you know she might be in a position where she has to find the killer kill the killer destroy the evidence because even if she's breaking the rules i get it yeah, the, the, she has a good reason yeah. at this point. So that, you know, that's something better than anything we saw last season. <laughs> True. <laughs> Jake wakes up, still in a bear trap. He's in <laughs> a barn. There's cameras watching him. There's like a note hanging out on a pickaxe for him. And it's like, hey, get out of this boy interrupted. And he made a, a reference to girl interrupted earlier in the episode. Right, which is confusing now because he only made that reference... Around Lakewood 6. Yeah. At Kieran's house. So how would the killer know he said that? So then, okay, so if we're predicting killers here, do we now go back to the the main six? Or do we? I don't know. I guess if, we'll find out later on Killer Watch with Jacob Colness. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I'm just saying that if it's anybody else outside of the six, if it's one killer, and if it's not any of them, I need to know exactly how they got that information. Yep. Was there wires? Were there microphones they, somewhere? Watching from outside the house. That's, it's weird. It does point to someone from the Lakewood uh, 6, unless not he, Jake. Uh, and, uh, or unless he just says that joke a lot around people in public. I wish you would have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> so Noah and Audrey, they end up telling the sheriff everything. Um, and the sheriff's just like, you can tell Audrey's not really wanting to do anything about it. So he's like, hey, this is up to you if you want to file this report or not. And Audrey ends up not doing it. And gets really mad at Noah and blames him and his podcast for all the weirdos being around. She's mm-hmm. just deflecting, trying to get out of this situation. Later on, she goes to see Noah, and they kind of talk about the possibility of there being an accomplice. Emma ends up deciding to go on Noah's podcast in an attempt to like try and help herself and the rest of Lakewood get better and heal from everything that's happened here. She's, so she goes on once, she's not going on again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, she gets to look at the murder board herself and she sees a photo of the barn from her dream. It turns out the barn is owned by the James family, specifically Brandon James's brother, Troy. So somehow this is connected. She wants to go check this out for herself at some point. T as in Troy? T as in Troy. Meanwhile, Jake, he manages to break the chains of that, that have trained the barn door shut. And uh, with that pickaxe that was left for him, he breaks it open and the killer's right outside waiting for him. Womp womp. You know, I respect the attempt. What else are you going to do? Your leg's caught in a bear trap. <laughs> like you're, you're a little yeah. limited. All things considered, Jacob puts up a pretty good showing for being caught in a bear trap. Rules-wise, anyway. He could just limp his way out of there. I mean, like, just yank it off 127-hour style. Just rip yeah. it off. Yep, he could. And hop out. Probably bleed to death. That's the big thing with those is, you know, mm-hmm. you're probably going to bleed to death. You're not, not everyone's in 127 hours. He got lucky. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's possible. They should have had a real bear come in, too, like as a, as a joke. But, like, the bear would eventually kill Jake. Yes. That would have been fun. Because then, 
The, the killer wouldn't even need to kill. You just let the bear do it. <laughs> the killer is going to end up knocking Jake out again and hanging him upside down from the rafters. How many times can he get knocked out? Dude, dude's dead from, like, concussions. And, and from the last season. <laughs> yeah. So he's upside down. He knows this is probably the end. He grabs, like, a scythe or something, some sort of bladed weapon. Yep. And he does try to get the killer with it. He ends up chucking it at the killer. Misses. And the killer uses a giant Grim Reaper scythe yeah. to kill Jake. We lose Jake. Hooray. Oh, I like Jake, kind About of. About damn time. Yeah, that's how it works. We, we have needed this because if he was not going to be the killer, which I was so nervous about, we needed him to die. Yep. And if he was going to die, you know, as funny as it, his death could have been, let's say they poured honey on him and brought that bear in. Yes. Having him die Grim Reaper style is kind of funny. Yes. Even if I feel like if this wasn't MTV, they could have made it even bloodier. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. I mean, they cut him down the gut. Yep. And it's like you see a little bit of the inside and that's about it. Yes. So Jake is dead. A bummer. I like Jake. <laughs> he grew on me a little bit for being such a douche. But, you know, you know that's kind of the scream style. We have to kill off a, a, either a, a recognizable mm-hmm. face or like a returning character. It's kind of how Scream works. So we lose Jake. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the only thing I think Jake really did wrong was he was doing something sketchy. We'll find out in a later episode what he was up to. Something sketch. That's all I'll say. Being somewhere he shouldn't have been with a can of gasoline, going to do something he shouldn't be doing. If he hadn't have been there, he would have gotten caught in a bear trap by the killer. Don't be a menace. Yeah, he deserved it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You broke. You, you went to somewhere you shouldn't have been and got killed. That happens all the time, even if it's not a horror movie. But, yep, that is, that is the end of Jake. Rip. Rip in peace. Literally. Literally. Emma and Brooke, they're going to go out to the James family farm to check it out. And Brooke's like, why are we here? And why are we here at night instead of, like, and the daylight? What setting is this exactly? What time of year? This is February, March. Not even wearing a jacket at this point. Yeah. <laughs> they are barely wearing anything. Like, they're it's almost like this is filmed in Louisiana. <laughs> literally, it's the middle of the night in February, March, in Colorado. And the way this is edited, it it we're we're supposed to think like, oh, Jake's being held prisoner in this barn. Not the case. Separate barn. Lots of barns around here. Apparently, mm-hmm. barns empty. But they notice in the farmhouse there is a light on, and Emma decides to go in and check it out. Brooke does not go in. I respect it. <laughs> Rule number 19, don't split up, gang. Let's split up and look for clues. Don't go check out the creepy house. Are you kidding me? And even worse, if this wasn't a creepy house, if this was just any old house, Emma still fucking just opens up the door and walks herself in. Yep. That is illegal. Yep, that's trespassing. That is so trespassing. Anybody could live there. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter if you have like a a history or anything with the place. If somebody that used to live in my apartment building just walked in and and was just like, hey, you know, I used to live here. Get the fuck out. Yep. (laughs) You do not live here. Get out. The whole point of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre podcast, and we just discussed this last week on the Psycho podcast with the the private investigator character going into the house. It's just like, no, you can't just walk into someone's place. We'll come back to them in a second. We got to go back to Audrey one more time. She's at work alone again, it seems. She gets a text. She's the only one that works. The th- yeah, she's the theater. only employee at this theater. Yeah. She gets a text to go check out the bathroom. And in one of the stalls are a bunch of like correspondence between her and Piper. 
and we don't get a good look at what all they say, but it was like she wanted to work together with Piper on something to make people pay. That was what she, that we don't get the whole story. We just get like, it's incriminating evidence that she was corresponding with Piper before she came to Lakewood. Right. But also if the evidence that is there does not like directly point to her being a killer, if there's no confession, if there's none of that, Audrey should be fine. Yep with letting that evidence out even if it's bad yep like because her biggest concern is being framed yep as an accomplice yeah but like the police are not looking for an accomplice right they don't know that there's an accomplice any of this this doesn't even matter they can't make a case out of it right yeah i mean she you know at this point we we need to know more information before we can make a full judgment on what audrey's doing yeah because the show is leaving it mysterious for us but yeah I would probably, unless it's really bad, air towards just telling the cops and then dealing with the fallout as best you can. It's got to be really bad for to hide this because you do want to keep yourself out of jail, but you got to keep yourself alive first right. and foremost. And that's why I'm curious. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna hold pause on it, but I yep. am curious to see what kind of evidence it is. But if it is just like something on that level, then she should, given her nerves, given her anxiety about it, like because. They could also help her. Yep, they could. And she's clearly in a bad situation. Could it get worse? Yeah. Could it get better? Yeah. Well, we're in season two. Yeah. So we got a long way to go. Episode one of season two. She's definitely not going to get better. (laughs) But, you know, we can, you know, if you find yourself in a horror TV show, you can try and end it early. You know, try and get the show canceled while you're still alive. Yeah, there's been plenty of shows that have been canceled mid-season. Make it yourself one of them and be, like, alive at the end of the cancellation. Mm -hmm. She... Tears down all these things, um, and she gets a call from the killer basically saying, hey, I have all the evidence. I got all the copies, so, you know. Ha-ha. I mean, she still probably wants to take him down in the oh, bathroom yeah. stall. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's, it's like vandalism at that point. She does not have the originals, or there are copies out there. Right. And then the f- final scene of the episode is Emma is exploring this farmhouse. She ends up finding a bench of photos of her in the room where the light was coming from, which happened to be a TV. So someone has been here. TV was on. So there's a bunch of photos of her and her mom. And then there's like newspaper clippings about all of the Brandon James's stuff and then the more recent killings. So, okay, there's somebody obsessed still around, clearly. Emma, you're in a horror movie. And then the episode ends with we see a shadowy figure in the next room and Emma sees him and she screams. And Brooke's like, oh, my God, Emma. And that's how the episode ends. Mm-hmm. You're all in a horror movie. It never ended. There's an accomplice. Get it to your heads. And and unless the second episode begins with that being the killer and then they leave the house, then that's, the, you know, th- then that would be the killer. But, like, if it's a scene in which we're introduced to a character, more than likely this is a red herring. Yeah, could very well be a red herring. And I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I like, do <laughs> not remember. So this is, like, this is, like, brand new for you now, yeah, too. I don't remember how this part of, of, of the story plays out. That's in episode one. So we have, you know, technically we have 13 more episodes to go, but oh with, for this arc of the story, it's really just 11. Okay. And that's how I would kind of like us to look at this, because mm-hmm. the last two episodes are so separate. There's a big time jump for those last two episodes. Yeah. Halloween special, like I said. So uh, I got no new rules. I don't think, I don't know how many more rules we're going to get from out of this show. Uh, let's get into some awards, huh? Yeah. First, we have the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. Of course, based off Randy Meeks from Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Jacob, who do you think deserves it? I know we talked a lot about them, and it could have went, you know, either way right now with this first episode. But I think 
given the material that we're working with. And I, I guess it's Audrey. I'm inclined to agree mostly because Audrey stabbed that dude in the movie yeah. theater. No, I in her position, we need to know more information. Yep. Then we can kind of assess if she's if she's overdoing it or not, or or keeping too much from from the police or from the investigation. But yep. given like her situation and how much she's been harassed and how you know whatever past things that she might have done, like there's at least an understanding to her where I'm not like pulling my hair up, being like, no. "What are you doing? Don't do that." It's more like, "Okay, well, I see where you're doing that." Like, ev- like at her worst moments in this episode, or at least good moments in this episode, I still like there is a little bit of you, you can see where it's coming. Yeah, from. the motivation is there. The motivation is there, and, and I can't just... give it to anybody else. Really, like, yeah, not, really... Not, not not because anybody does anything terribly wrong, except for you know we'll get to it. But like, people just didn't do enough, right, outside of her. I will give an honorable mention to Noah for being the only person seemingly to be aware that the, the, the horror movie never really ended. It's still going. There's not comments yeah. out there. So, but uh, I would argue that that is a last episode yeah. thing where he he already kind of suspected sure. that there's... So that, that carries over into this episode, but it wasn't introduced here. Sure. But yeah, it's definitely Audrey, I think. Slam yeah. dunk. And that actually makes her the all-time leader for writing me spirit badge. She's the first person to ever get four. So congrats to uh, both Bex Taylor Klaus and Audrey Jensen mm-hmm. uh, for getting four Randy Meeks merit badges. Easier when you're on a show, but hey, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who's counting? All right, let's get on a Night of the Living Pleb, which goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules, of course, based off Barbara. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. From Night of the Living Dead. I just watched the 1990 remake recently of Night of the Living Dead. And I gotta say, Barb might win Randy Meeks Merit Badge in that movie. <laughs> That's, that, it's, Interesting. It's not a very good movie, but I love what they do with the character of Barb in that. Okay, so. good for her. So good that, for that'll her. be fun when we get to the Night of the Living Dead remake. Uh, but Sorry for what Jude... Uh, Judith O'Day. Judith yeah. O'Day. I'm sorry that she couldn't have had that script. Yeah. Bummer. So, Night of the Living Club, who are you thinking? It might be too easy, but I you kind of have to hand it to the the two dopes in the beginning. That's where I was going to. There's a part of me that's like, could we just give it to Emma again for, for the few things that she did in this Dishonorable episode? Dishonorable mention to Emma. Dishonorable <laughs> mention, but like... She was fairly stronger in this episode overall than she has been in most of season one. So yep. it's like, and it would feel repetitive to give it to her again. But like, yeah, the 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 two idiots at uh, the big be- at the beginning, Haley and the unnamed Haley prankster. and the unnamed prankster. I would like to even make it even further for the unnamed prankster because he was the, the one yeah. who dressed as the killer and actually got stabbed. True. I don't like to give a tie unless like there's no distinguishing way to do so oh so yeah and like, so i don't want to give a tie like, let's give a strong dishonorable mention to Haley. but since the unnamed prankster dressed up as the fucking killer and got himself stabbed by going too far with this he he's created his own horror movie oh yeah and got himself stabbed in the he process. could literally be accused of being the killer yep what himself dumbass even if he wasn't just because he has not only ha- does he have like the perfect replica costume you know obviously in the original screen movies everyone had yeah, a ghost face costume because it was a costume dime that, it, costume. that it, it was a dime source costume that actually existed yep. as as whatever the spirit halloween title it was and i can't remember what it was like but father I, death or something yeah like it was that? something like that uh it wasn't, this is not it wasn't ghost face that's not this the case is, with this this man. is a very specific yeah very specific mask and a very specific costume so having him find a, an exact replica of that and and don't and donning it like 
that's that's on him. That's unforgivable. He should have died because that's how stupid he is. Uh, so let's give it to the unnamed prankster, just barely worse than Haley. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't believe we'll ever see him again. So he's a one and done. But uh, you know, he's a loving pleb. But that's nothing he did. That's pure luck and happenstance that he survived. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's uh, that is episode one of Scream. So Jacob, uh, every episode after every episode, we always check in with you to see who you think the killer was. Last time you had Piper pegged right out the gate. Well, yeah, can well, you do it again? Piper had herself pegged right out the gate. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So with season two is when they introduce characters outside of the main cast, outside of the main surviving cast, you can usually point a finger to somebody that is brand new that's going to be a part of the cast for the first time, you know, in the same way that Scream 2, obviously none of the main cast members were the killer. Yeah, none of the returning None cast. of the returning cast members. I know that there was some, like, theories back in the day, like in 1996, 7, yeah. that, like, oh, Randy could be the killer because he could buy into his own bullshit or something like that. And in Scream 2, it was appropriate to introduce new characters and have one of the new characters be the killer because you want it to hit refresh you want the cat and mouse game to come back kind of like as a brand new and you also don't want character assassination you know you don't with like the latest screen movies every single time they're like oh but what if sydney was the killer what if dewey was a killer i'm like "No, no absolutely not like that doesn't work it doesn't it wrecks whatever whatever like character arcs that they've ever had in the prior movies however because of this reference to Girl Interrupted, mm-hmm. I do wonder, and I, I I would have thought that it would be a bad idea in the first season to make Kieran the killer because he's the boyfriend character. He's the Billy Loomis. Yep. It would be too obvious. But then you reveal him to not be in season one, kind of leaves the gates open a little bit to be like, to pull the rug back under and actually make okay. him the killer because he is technically conveniently not around for a lot of the murder scenes in season one. Mm-hmm. And unless they've changed any ideas that they've had from season one to season two, when they were writing this, the double of the Brandon James killer was a taller, more physically built person than Piper. Yeah. And so I can't assume that it is the new girl, and I can't assume that they would do the exact same thing with Gustavo being this brand new sheriff's son that's been introduced. Like, it seems like they wouldn't introduce that character to be the killer. That seems like they would introduce that character to have everyone assume that he's the killer. Sure. Now... I'm also not ruling out the fact that there could be two killers a season (laughs) because as tradition, there's two killers, whatever. And I always assume there was two killers in the first season and there's only just the one that was revealed with Mm -hmm. the second kind of left hanging. But with more episodes this season, it is going to be too complicated to string a story along for 14 hours with one killer. And so I do wonder... If we can make an assumption that maybe Kieran is was the double of the first season, but not revealed to be until the second season, that one of the new introductory cast members would be killer number two, his accomplice. So three killers altogether in this storyline, but two for this season. And I am keeping an eye right now on 
new girl zoe zoe because her introduction is so friendly that it's hard to trust <laughs> okay everybody's a suspect you know it's Rule she's four, she's someone she's she's playing a type that is the opposite of what gustavo is sure where she's joining the group she's not totally there right. yet but like we can tell in this season she's joining the group as i'm going to be around for the whole season and so is he, but his is a character that the characters around him can't trust, and she is a character that they can trust. It's a really complicated web that they have constructed. We and I'm not Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving them credit for that because yeah. I still think that it was a mistake for their first season. Because <laughs> now you've you could make a better second season out of what you've done. Sure. But it doesn't improve your first season. Nope. Your first season is still crap. Yeah. You know, it's the argument that like, you know, when they make a movie that is uh, not very good and then they make a follow-up that like tries to tie up all the loose ends from the previous movie or whatever and they're like see it makes the first movie better now that you've seen the second movie no 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 I don't buy into that bullshit <laughs> I think that like you, your your one thing has to stand on its own and I think Scream season one did not stand on its own Yeah, and, and I don't think season two can improve season one I'm hitting refresh on this season and closing the book on the last season. And I wonder if they didn't have an idea going into this and they kind of made it up as they went along. It's possible. So Kieran and Zoe are, yeah. your, are your picks. Okay. Mm-hmm. We will see if you are right as you were last season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was wrong about Jake. Yes. For, for you, a while. You went through a whole bunch of different people yeah. in that second spot. So, mm-hmm. okay. So that means episode two is going on the wheel. So here's what's on the wheel today. We have Carrie, 2017's It, A Quiet Place 2, Tremors 5, Bloodlines, Cult of Chucky, Psycho 2, Scream Season 2, Episode 2, and Ghostbusters 2016. Jacob, go ahead and spin the wheel. God damn it. It's Episode 2 of the Scream TV show. Rigged. No, this is completely random. Uh, Yeah, believe me. No one wants this less than me uh, to go into the second episode of the Scream TV show. But hey, at least we're, we'll be chugging through it. So if you uh, are available next week, you up for Scream episode two, season two? I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what I'm doing. Okay. It would be nice to just get it all over with. Just but... do it all the road. I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, screw that. All right. Um, so listeners, if, if it is not Scream season two, episode two, forgive me. And forgive Jacob for having other things to do than watch this stupid show. <laughs> but that is the tentative plan. All right. Well, Jacob, thanks for coming on. Yes, As you're always, welcome. I appreciate it. Uh, you want to plug anything? Letterboxd and Twitter at Jacob Colness, J-A-K-O-B-K-O-L-N-E-S-S. And if Twitter goes down, I'm also on Hive <laughs> at the same J-A-K-O-B-K-O-L-N-E-S-S. And who knows what, you know, what, what the future holds for Hive, but like... It is, it is an option. It is an option. Maybe we'll be there one day. For now, you can follow us on Twitter at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror and on Letterboxd. Okay. Anything else, Jacob? Close it out. All right. This has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.